coming up on this week's episode of the Zenial Odyssey Podcast. I never thought I would see the day when we legitimized marijuana. But I love seeing the psychedelic revolution right now. I love seeing people who didn't realize that mushrooms can potentially cure their PTSD in the right circumstance. Do you ever smoke weed with your dad? Would really push Oxycontin. We villainize drug addicts. We villainize drug addicts. It's easy to throw a stone when no one's immediately there to throw one back. His cellmate was a serial killer. And welcome back to the Zenial Odyssey podcast with Remy and Bobby Rocks. We are here. All right. So on this episode today, we figured we'd tackle a heavy topic here. We would tackle we would tackle drugs. Drug, drug. Yeah, we would tackle. And yeah, I was saying drug, tackle. Drug, drug. Yeah, we would tackle um, drugs and what what seemed to happen uh, in our lifetimes. As far as that, I know. Um, in our lifetimes, I mean, we had the war on drugs. We had. Oh wait! Before we jump to the heavy part, let's do the light part. Can I lead off on sure, this? Sure, go for it. Um, to talk about drugs is a huge, huge blanket, you know, because we could be talking about caffeine, we could be talking about helium, we could be talking about whatever. We could be talking about, not helium, <laughs> all right? That was a weird one to say, because I was like, thinking of a real voice, but drugs are a huge blanket. So uh, we're going to talk about a lot about drugs, but I think that we need to start with the fact that we wa- we're watching a drug revolution right now happen in our lifetime. Yep. With psychedelics and yep. with um, people being educated about how certain drugs can help with PTSD. And like even seeing marijuana completely made recreationally legal in my lifetime, I did not see that coming. No, no. The first time I went into a dispensary, I went to the one that's near us in Fall River. Yeah. And I mean, they had everything on the wall. They had everything on LED screens. They uh, they had bud tenders. First off, the fact they have a bud, bud tender. tender yeah. And I specifically went in there for something that was more heavily CBD. And I told them I wanted it to help me go to sleep. And so this person was able to educate me on it. And then they gave me one of the products and it had the and had the scan code on the back. And I was able to scan it and I could go to the website for the company that harvested it and manufactured it. And I could see all the levels that they took from that batch. And I literally took a step back in my head and said, my God, I never thought I would see the day when we legitimized marijuana. 100%. Yeah, your first time in a legal dispensary is really amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. It just smells beautiful. Everyone's in a great mood because it's not booze. No one's depressed. No one talks about it as weed either. It's oh, flower. This yeah. is a wonderful flower. Yeah. Oh, love that. Because it is. You know, yes, we've forgotten it that. It is literally just flowers yep. perfectly, but but it's remarkable. I remember the first time when I went into one, I was just like a kid at the Wonka factory. I could not believe it. It's it's the first thing you think is I wish I had eight hundred bucks. Because you want to try everything, just as someone who advocates and understands it. But, yep. but it's been remarkable because you got to understand that when me and Bob were in high school, you had to sneak behind a dumpster to do that shit. You had to ride out on country roads late at night with your friends. There wasn't, and you were looked at kind of scummy. Like stoners were kind of treated shitty because yeah. the world didn't understand that they were just people trying to discover themselves. It was like, let's go back to another cultural reference, the big Lebowski. That's what, that's how you were looked at. You were looked at like Lebowski. Yep, just a couch sitter. That's the it. bum's lost. Yeah. Yeah, no, yep. for real. And so- Seeing that change is amazing. And like, you know, when I was in high school and college, like you couldn't really like necessarily advertise it. And you see every kid on TikTok now is like, I do that, but their name's like Sativa King and shit. And it's just like the world has changed. But I think in that sense, because we're going to talk about some heavier stuff in a minute, but I love seeing the psychedelic revolution right now. I love seeing people who didn't realize that mushrooms can potentially cure their PTSD in the right circumstances. Absolutely. Yep. And let's give a big shout out to Colorado. 
Big shout out, man. That's the heart of it. Yep. That is the heart of it. Uh, this is just me personally. I'm not giving any shout outs to Oregon because Oregon just, they went too far. Yeah. They, they like decriminalized everything. Yeah. It's, I mean, yeah. But, but saying too far though, I guess we got to see how it plays out. I just saw that. I'm like, we, we, really? Like Portugal did that and it's worked out great for them. It's worked out great for them, man. They have no drug crimes, no overdies because they've taken away the taboo of doing it. Oh, we can go into that category because that's a big problem in the U.S., the, Puritan, the puritanical oh, of course. Um, underlines of our society that still exists to this day because that plays a part in it. But anything, do you got anything else you want to add? Or should no, we, no, I just wanted to yeah. say that, you know, and there are great advancements, but unfortunately now we're going to get into the part with, where we think in the medical way that drugs are super, super dangerous. Yes, like yep. they're just slowly killing us. And, and what, what do we do? We go to the doctor and say, hey, these drugs are killing me. And he'll give you a new drug to cope with those drugs. Yep. Oh, I'm sad. Okay. Oh, I, I'm not as sad, but now I have this. Okay, we'll take this. I take can this. only fuck for 20 minutes. Oh, do yeah. you want to fuck for 40? Yeah, yeah, we got stuff. No, really? <laughs> Hours. Yeah. 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 yeah, right. Priapism. Yeah. yeah. All right. So we'll, we'll do our usual. We'll, we'll go to a break and we'll listen to some music. We'll come back and uh, we'll just pick up this where it left off. I don't know. You want to you want to talk us away, Rem? Listen, guys, uh, it's a good time to get up and go make sure your pee's yellow. All right. You got to make sure you're healthy. So we're going to go do the same. I'm going to look at Bobby's and he's going to look at mine and then we're going to be back. That's called third party checking. <laughs> That's what that's got a name now. <laughs> yes. All right. And everybody, as always, welcome back to the Odyssey. Zillennial.
All right, now we're back. So, uh, where do you want to jump off from? Um, no, you you know you made really really interesting points about where this is going to go with the expectancy thing. So please take the take the horn. You want me to start with the war on drugs? Because I mean, it, I think oh, yeah, I, I mean, think our society that's where it starts. Yeah, Nixon. Yeah, yeah. It starts in the late '60s. It yeah. starts with the quote unquote war on drugs, which to me is the just the biggest piece of shit ever. Because set America back. Because we had elements that we had departments of our own government forming partnerships with uh, the cartels. Yep. For the drugs, CIA man. That's yeah, where we got all look, our cocaine. Look the movie below look at boston george it's all real shit yeah. guys yeah exactly <laughs> they privatized they basically privatized it that's all they did they made it if the little people were trying to do it fuck you you go to jail for 25 yep. years and they made it so they could own it they yep. could own the network and the pipeline and for the bigger cartels or the bigger importers yeah we'll turn a blind eye if you of course throw us a few crumbs in on criminals of course. And billions shit. of dollars speaks very very loud yes it does money talks uh 60 minutes showed that to us in colorado by the way when they went in there and did the first episode on like how marijuana was going in there and they did uh they then talked to a member of the fbi who even said like all right so colorado's doing this correct correct uh they've legalized it here they're doing this but but federally it's illegal correct correct they've generated this much money correct correct but that's legally obtained money correct correct they've used some of that money to pay for ta- to pay in taxes correct correct so why aren't you storming down doors in colorado and eh, they danced around it and they just yeah, said like and they just said yeah money talks yeah, yeah, they're Mon- making billions in revenue. Exactly. And that's, by the way, that's the other reason why our government is talking about the the natural steps of decriminalizing marijuana and then uh, legalizing it recreationally because uh, money talks. Taxes, be- because baby. they now see the cash cow that, they've, that they're yeah. missing out on. Even Fall River, where I live, there's yep. like five different dispensaries. The roads are finally getting fixed. <laughs> yeah, there's literally one right down the street from where I live. Yeah, like yeah. it's just where we're pretty much surrounded, which is yep. great. It's very surreal, though. I did not expect to see it as rampant as I, I have in my lifetime, you know? No, you're right. Like and taking it, taking vape pens on a plane, not getting any shit. Like it's it's very, it's cool, but it's it's kind of like, wow. Yeah, I mean, and for me, it's like everywhere you go, you smell flower. Yeah. Yep. And that's something that, I mean, it happened, but not, not to this extent. No, you'd right? be able to be like, you'd like smell it a mile yeah. away. But now it's just like, yeah, this is pretty much because everybody smokes now. Yeah. It, it, it's the medicine for the, the masses. Yeah. Now I can, uh, now I can pretty much tell what someone's smoking and I can be like, Pfft. You can tell someone, if it's good or bad. Someone could only afford middies. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. uh, but back to the war on drugs, which is f- far and away lost. Gross, I mean, gross. I mean, There's still people doing time for uh, weed. Look, look at what, and look how it was portrayed to us. This is your brain on drugs, mm-hmm. like egg. a fucking fried egg. Dude, I love smoking weed and eating fried eggs. Yeah, yeah yes. <laughs> I took, I took the, I had the Dude, wrong takeaway from that commercial. That's such a good idea. Right yeah, now. I'm gonna go fry yeah. two eggs. Yeah, um, this is my brain on eggs. And I think the best way I can put it for me is uh, we've been talking about normalizing. So yeah. my father was a hippie. My, my father talked about um, how he, all the drugs he did, but he did it in a way where he, he would always end it with, no, I'm not telling you just go out there and go fucking ape shit. Yeah. I'm just telling you, you know what? If you do, if you experiment with drugs or whatever, like I'm not going to come down hard on you. Maybe I'll be disappointed at certain things, but you know what? It's only if you make a habit out Poor of it. Poor choices from it. Exactly. Yeah. Make, making habits out of it is one thing. Yeah, that's but, how my dad was. But trying it, uh, trying something for the sake of trying it, eh, whatever I and did. And even it. once I started smoking pot a lot in high school and it was still, you know, you'd still do 25 years if you got caught a few times with the stuff. My dad one day was just like, listen, just smoke at home, please. If you guys and your friends want to smoke, you could smoke here safely. I just don't want you guys driving around. And it was like, that's what you do. I remember I looked at him, I was like, that's parenting. Because yep. I'm not going to stop smoking it. And you want to keep yep. me safe. Word, I'll smoke here. Do you ever smoke weed with your dad? 
Yeah, but it was once he, his um, initial dementia had set in. Oh. So it wasn't the experience it would have been. But it was cool, man. I got him one of these vape pens. You know those vape pens that everyone's using now? Yep. But he... <laughs> Don't worry forever who laughs at this, okay? Because I, I laughed at it first and it's okay to laugh at. But he was having the onset of dementia and Alzheimer's. So like he'd be sitting there, he'd get high, and then he'd think it was his coffee stirrer. So he'd stick this like like $50 pen with like $50 worth of oil and he'd just fucking ruin it, stirring his coffee. That's amazing, though. And then he'd call me again. He'd be like, I lost my pen. I'm like, Dad, look in your coffee. He's like, Fuck! <laughs> So yeah, I did. I didn't get the experience that a lot of people do, but it was still really cool. We got to bond on it and it gave him some peace and helped him sleep and shit. So <clears throat> yeah, that's great. No, I have one experience where I smoked with my dad and uh, his, one of his hippie friends has come down. His hippie friend um, was uh, dying of cancer and he had, oh. so he, he was one of the first, this is like early two thousands yeah. and he had medicinal marijuana. Um, and I mean, that shit was good by the yeah, way. I know. <laughs> that shit was good. Three hits and you're like, I'm good. So he, so him and my, him and my brother were matching out on the deck yeah. by my parents' house. Uh, and my brother had blue, blueberry bud, like which was phenomenal by the way. So we're matching this. And then my dad came out and he was just kind of like, at this point, my dad's someone who was in his mid fifties and was kind of like, give know, me some, well, he was kind of like, Oh, I'll tell you, I'll partake in it a little bit. And he's like, Oh, looking at me. Like he, they, they, like, I love my family. Cause I, I learned, cause being the youngest, you learn from your, your older siblings mistakes. Well, if they're nice enough to let you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they just thought I didn't do things. And then there was a situation where he's like, oh, no shit. Oh, oh, really? Oh. And, they, and he was kind of being like, like, what do you know about it? And he takes the first hit uh, and he starts coughing and we all start laughing at him. Of course, him. <laughs> that's what you have to do. Yeah. And then I did, a, you know, I think I blew a ring and then made it bigger and I blew another ring through, through it. it. And I was like, yeah, you're right. I, I, this is my first time. <laughs> like Showing up your dad with a flex. Yeah. Yeah. So then uh, my brother went down to the local neighborhood where we were going to smoke more weed. Uh, and I was that's just teenage. I was just chilling in the living room and my mom was away and my mom happened to call and my dad's like all stoned and whatever. And, and, and he's, you know, and he's like, Hey honey, Guess what I did with your son for the first time in like 20 years? And then and then my favorite, by the way, my favorite was he's like, no, 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 not even that son, the other son. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to be surprised uh, by yeah. this. So then he, so then I'm kind of like getting like paranoid, like because my mom is the straight and narrow yeah, yeah, one. Yeah, I get it. Uh, so she starts giving him, I didn't know this until he told me, um, she starts giving him I, like ideas of things to watch on TV that would probably freak us out. Oh, that's funny. And once like I figured that out, like it was it was like too much for me and I'm just like, I got to go. Yeah, this is, I can't do yeah, this. I right got to go smoke more weed. <laughs> right? I got to alleviate this with yeah. more. But that was uh, that was good, and then um, it was good for like my dad and his friend because they were able to relive uh, good times Joyful and all that. Youth. And uh, the next morning, because uh, his friend was actually staying with us, I, I came out of my room and I was coming down here, and they were just like blaring Pink Floyd and just smoking weed in the house. And I'm just like, and if my first reaction is, oh, oh, so because it's you smoking weed, it's cool. It's fine. In the house. Yeah, of course. You know, but if I do that, I get I get shit. So yeah, that's my that's my personal story on uh, weed experiences with parents. But back to what my dad would would tell me, he would he would almost honestly say uh, he would almost make it like into a like a like a contest. Like yeah, you'll never do anything. You ever do acid? You ever do this? Like I did all that shit back in the sixties, you know. And it's like okay, like thanks, dad. But let's go back to the war on drugs because, like I was saying, in the eighties we had all these commercials, the scare tactics, and I think it's fantastic because scare tactics were shown through research not to work, but yet. Not as prevalently, but we still do them. Like, think about vaping. Think about vape pens and all that, and they're trying not to have teenagers vaping and all that. And and I know it's very prevalent, but we still we still use the scare tactics. We we still have those things like there's metal in them. We turn the vape pens turning into monsters and and attacking like people. And it's like, when are we gonna learn? 
When are we going to learn that that didn't work? It didn't work and it's not working. It's not going to work. It's not going to deter him. And if you were a stubborn prick, like uh, anti-establishment person like me, then you just see that as like challenge accepted. But yeah, I think where, where Remy was going to go um, when we were talking about moving away from the medicinal benef- benefit of uh, things like marijuana and uh, and psychedelics is uh, into the the business side of it for like the medical industry. Uh, that's where we got things like Oxycontin and then people got super hooked on that. And then it led down the rabbit hole, uh, the sad reality of the fact that uh, people would get you, your doctors would really push Oxycontin. And then at some point you realize that black tar heroin is like super cheap. Yeah. Same thing. Yep. It's super cheap. And guess what? You're going to turn to that. And here we go. And then you'll get hit with the fentanyl and you'll die and your family yes. will have to fucking struggle. It, yep. It's interesting too. You talk about something that serious, but something as light as benzos. My doctor threw benzos at me when I worked with kids and um, they fucking ruined my life for a spell. <sighs> yeah. I mean, I got off them and then I had a seizure and shit. So it was, it was pretty crazy. But I mean, that my hardest experience with drugs and I've experienced my whole life and I've kind of experimented was a legal drug that I was actually given. It's crazy. Yeah. And, and crazy. so I know you, uh, you had stepped away for a moment, but I was talking about how in the eighties we had the commercials with the scare tactics. And then, uh, we had research come out that say that scare tactics don't work. Yeah, I know. It's but, just... but yet we still use it. And I talked about like, you know, because yeah, young, young children and, and teenagers are vaping now and you could see commercials of like, you know, a monster comes out of the vape pen and all that. Yeah, right. And, and it's like, when, it's like, we haven't learned though. No. Yeah. And this is part of the problem. If you want to, if you want to, again, this is, this is my take on many things in life. Now we're talking about drugs. If you want to rightfully educate the target audience that you're looking to educate, then they have to have some representation at the table, number one. And number two, you have to stop trying to bullshit them because it doesn't work. Like I watched a lot of these fear things and I said, oh yeah, well, fuck you. <laughs> Chal- they prove was, Challenge accepted. Was scared straight with those kids, you know? A lot of those kids, it just traumatizes them more and yeah. wants them to even act out in a more extreme way. Yep. And the other thing too is we have to, uh, I brought up earlier in the episode about uh, our you know, stereotypical puritanical morals and ethics and, and values that still underlie our society. And we have to get over that stuff like that. These are problems. They get their roadblocks. They yeah. get in, they get in the way. Like, it's just like, no, you're going to hell. Well, what about for someone like me who's openly agnostic? So I'm going, I just tell you, you're still going. So I'm going nowhere. Yeah. Right. You're staying in, you're staying on <laughs> yeah. earth. Yeah. You know what? I have my own, sorry, this is, again, maybe it's ADHD. I don't know. It just, for whatever reason, a Dane Cook joke popped in my head because I was talking about agnostic and atheisms. Yeah. And uh, he does have one decent joke. Yeah, I think, He's got a few. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But his, my favorite joke by him is, is uh, when, a, when like an atheist sneezes, then what do you say to them? When you die, nothing happens. <laughs> you know, it's fair though. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, there's also the, yo, you're a terrible person people who do drugs are terrible people and that's that's that can get us into something else rem that really pisses me off is we villainize we villainize drug addicts yeah of course we villainize drug addicts and a majority of drug addicts are that's them self-medicating yeah they're struggling they're struggling yeah, and no they're self-medicating yeah and they're tra- they can be traumatized by things and we're villainizing them and we don't talk about the pain that these people uh, suffer and yes we should also talk about uh, when you're an addict it's not just you being an addict it impacts your family and the people oh, close to you yeah man yes. you're, you're selling your grandma's tv yeah but uh back to that thing i mean there's so many there's so many different topics i mean so many different areas i can go in about that whole uh the approach we take to certain things yeah um 
and this, the drug addiction is just one of them. Like, why do we, why do we still villainize people? Because people who are already broken need to feel bigger and better than. And I think that's for some reason. I think that's how they do it. Yeah, and you know, a lot of them are doing the same drugs they're villainizing. Well, they're probably doing them. worse shit. They're the yeah. ones who are putting the fentanyl in the in the drugs yeah. to kill people. They're the ones saying that. Uh, they're the ones saying that, like, you know, homosexuality is, is is a sin, and they're the ones who are closeted homosexuals. Oh, yeah, they're all sucking dick yeah. while they say that. Yeah, exactly. You know, but that's just, that that's a testimony to the double standards of social media and the, mm-hmm. the double standards people are allowed to have nowadays. Yep. You yeah. know, it, it's, it's easy to throw a stone when no one's immediately there to throw one back. Yep. You know, mm-hmm. and that's why I think it's easy for society to... Keyboard warriors. Yeah, and, and to, to really villainize drug addicts because... To see them as human or people struggling, they would have to help them. Yep. But mm-hmm. making them the bad guys mm-hmm. makes it easier to keep them down in society and to not give them the opportunities to break free from that. You know? Yeah, I agree. I agree wholeheartedly with uh, with that. Um, it's so sad. So, Rem, what, what other angles were you gonna were you looking to go in uh, in our our episodes discussion today about about drugs? Well, we, there's there's just so much. It, it's it's so huge and encompassing. I think that. I personally, and this this will catch me heat, but I don't care. I'm kind of a I'm kind of an encourager of people discovering themselves with the use of certain drugs. I know that I was a really miserable, anxious kid till I found marijuana. I know that I really felt like I was broken in my head until I had tripped a couple times, and just so I think there are a lot of benefits now for people who. And here's the thing: if you're approaching these things to like see dragons and fucking blah blah blah, no. You have to approach them and say, whatever they give me is what I'll take away mm-hmm. from them. But I think you have a society, and there's hip hopper, hip hoppers. Moment of silence. <laughs> that was the lamest thing I ever said. Don't cut this. I need this to burn in my eternity. Um, a lot of hip hop artists like Aesop Rocky and stuff singing about proponents of psychedelics. There's a lot of hip hop psychedelia now, yeah. which is fucking amazing. Like we had trip hop in the 90s and the early aughts, but this is like rappers singing about how good mushrooms are for Mm -hmm. your life you know and so i think that it's important to frame it that as much as there's a chemical drug war going on with the um fda and humans that i think the other aspect of drug culture drug culture is waking up and tuning into the fact that there is potential for self-healing discovery and growth and spiritual growth if you approach these things like the medicine they are yeah i've talked to rem off the air um and we've had discussions about how I, I also agree that uh, at some point in my life, marijuana uh, saved my life. Um, Fact. I, I went through periods of just uh, beyond just regular teen angst and develop, adolescent development where um, the stereotypes are, oh, you're just going through things and, and you know, you'll grow out of it uh, or this or that. And what happens when you don't grow out of it? And the yeah. message you then say to yourself, what's wrong with me? And then on top of that, if you have, you know, you're, I, I called it like I have a... Uh, I have a, a loud mind. Yeah. Like my mind is always, yeah. is always got things going on in it. And my favorite thing about uh, enjoying marijuana, like once the, the high hit is that it was like my mind went, shh. Quiet's the and voice. I had 45 minutes to an hour of just, uh, of just a quietness of a stillness. And, and, um, and that was wonderful. And if I didn't have those moments, I think eventually I would, yeah, I would have taken yeah. my own life. Yeah, um, for sure. I mean, I, I it helped me have a normal eating schedule. It helped me sleep. It helped me socialize at parties when I wanted to stand in a corner. Mm-hmm. Like it was a profound tool. Marijuana, cannabis, whatever you want to call it, was a profound tool for me growing into a healthier adult and me liking who I was 
and me understanding that it's okay to be strange and weird yeah. and that there are other people like that, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but I can't imagine how much of a, just a fucking buzzkill I would be. But I can't, I, I know I wouldn't if I ended up in my life I was in, but then not taking it wouldn't have ended me up in that life. So I can't be sure. But I know that like day to day even, like if I don't smoke for two days, you know it. Yeah. Because I'll headbutt a hole in some drywall. You know, that's just a fact. And then um, I did take my my dad's advice, by the way, and I did try, I did experiment with drugs, and uh, but that's all it was. It was experimenting. Yeah. Uh, but I did have a lot of people I grew up with that it wasn't an experiment. I mean, it would... It's it, dead now. Yeah. Me. I mean, sadly for me, that some of them aren't with us anymore. Some of them are just been in and out of rehabs. Uh, and very few of them, but I do have success stories. I do have friends oh, who yeah, have turned themselves so. around and yeah, me too. And they live successful. My lives. cousin, man, he was right there and he just, he didn't. It was amazing. You know, it was and beautiful. S- and some of it, uh, maybe if you want to say, cause I was a suburban kid, some of it's just filling in the boredom and the monotony of living in the suburbs. Oh, of course. Uh, but the other thing that was a problem that I witnessed with my own friends is like, it, it was like they were trying to up an ante with themselves. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, well then, yeah, like, all right, uh, well, that's the problem with, with casual drug use, though, yes. is that uh, people look at it like a tier system, T-I-E-R, in the sense that, oh, I've done weed, now I want to go on to this. Oh, I've done that now. And, and it shouldn't be looked at like ascending stairs. Yeah. It should be looked at like, okay, this is a chemical that needs to be taken serious. <laughs> I need to study it. But like, and th- but that was even me, though. Like, I was like, oh, I took two rolls. I can take three rolls this week. Oh, I took two hits of acid. I can take four hits of acid. You like, know, it's funny you put it that way, Ram, because... <laughs> Uh, that gets back to the problem with you know the government or the medical industry, whatever, whatever have you. Uh, like, oh, marijuana is a gateway drug. Well, you, it, it is in the way you framed it because you've operationally defined it as a gateway. Yeah, drug. and so now people feel like it has to be that exactly. the thing. Yeah, exactly. it's interesting. And you present it that way, and you you've now changed the kind of the schema in someone's mind. You changed, you've changed the dialogue. You've changed their perception. Yeah, like, and it's not. This isn't an area where it's your place. And now we have the reason. It just blows my mind, by the way, that. Like we went like seventy years where nobody was doing research on marijuana. They just agreed that it was yeah. wrong and they stood the fuck back. Exactly. Now you have people who are like, I can tell you what its DNA structure is, yeah. the terpenes that have been extracted. Like it's amazing. I wish I could go back in time and just bitch slap the people who made reefer madness. I really do. Uh, it's but a like, work of art, though. I, it's, it's a work of high yeah. trashy art. Yeah, it's a work of train wreck high trashy art. It's, yeah. But it's classic American problem. Yeah. That's why I like. I needs to exist because people need to say, oh, this is what America does. Yeah. You know, like I found an ad yesterday. I think I sent you on your phone. It's like this kid on the ground with a marijuana pipe and he's dead. And he's like, you try one marijuana. What happens when your mom finds your corpse? And it's just yeah. that shit. It kills me because we know openly now to make fun of the propaganda. Like the big yeah. one for me when I was in health class was if you take LSD, you're definitely going to jump off a porch. You're going to think you have wings and you're going to jump off a porch. So don't do that to your family. Yeah. That was the framing of it. And the first time I took LSD, it was like, Wow. Wow. I've been lied to. Yep. That's 100% my takeaway was, oh my God, everybody's collectively lied to me. And uh, if we could uh, talk about a comedian that really opened the door. I mean, yeah, George Carlin opened the door, but like Bill Hicks. I knew you were going. Yeah, yeah. Bill Hicks. No, we can't. We can't because Hicks yeah. has to be his own episode. He does. He does. But I, I think but, all those comedians who should have been presidents need to be their own yeah, episode. Yeah. And and, and, and just I just leave it with, yeah, he was really for psychedelics, the one who opened the door. And then the way he got cancer, I mean, that last story is like, he didn't even let anybody know he had it. Yeah. He took an eighth of mushrooms with his friends like a week before he died. They went out. They all had a shared hallucination. You know about that story? Mm-hmm. Yep. And like they were like, because um, my thing is I've had a shared hallucination once. And my big takeaway was 
If you saw that too, that's not a hallucination. <laughs> Hallucinations are defined by a person experiencing something that's not there. <laughs> so for two people to be like, did you just see that star fall out of the sky, grow legs, and then run off into the desert? You probably saw something. And I like to think that in Bill Hicks' last trip or whatever, that they were just tuned in and the gods just like shined a light, flew through a couple fucking um, shooting stars, just something. But like, and they said afterward they knew because like after he passed, they were like, oh, that's what that trip was. That was him accepting his death. That's yeah. like some heavy that's shit. Some, that's some heavy existential. Like I trip a yeah. lot and I don't know if I could trip if I knew I was dying in a few weeks. Yeah. I don't know if I would just be crippled by that. But, but yeah, man, Bill Hicks was like, he again a prophet right i mean it's hard to throw yep. that around but really like he anyone could run on a hicks platform right now and say the same shit he said and they would be voted president <laughs> they wouldn't have to yep. change it for anything so i guess uh the question is like where do we go from from here as a society and as a uh as a species when it comes to drugs and and uh, we, we hinted on it a little bit I think that we continue to decriminalize. Yep. I think that you might have to criminalize things like heroin and stuff because they're just so dangerous. And I think the um, the long lasting impact is is really is is yeah that can't be played with. Mm-hmm. But I think that and I think you're going to see it because it started with weed. Now now mushrooms are illegal in Colorado. Like this is the way things are going. And I think that when we start to educate people, legalize stuff that doesn't kill. By the way, that's key. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying necessarily legalized cocaine, you know what I mean? Even though it right. was. Um, but <laughs> was I think we need soda to, at one point. <laughs> yeah, it was. I mean, God, I wouldn't mind stopping for a Coke. Don't get me wrong. You're like, I'm in <laughs> such a good mood now. But I think that we need to stop villainizing. I think that we, and we need to do more drug education. We yeah. really do. Mm-hmm. If your kids want to try something, have them study it. Watch a documentary with them. There's so much information that's, and there's even research papers by colleges, like educate yourselves. But I think that we need to, take the emphasis off punishing and we need to put the emphasis on educating. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, Sorry, that was good. I, I know. No, it, no, it was because it also, it was very good Rem. And it, it leads, and it leads me in because that's something that we have to do across multiple uh, platforms in our society. Yes. We have to stop being punitive and we have to be rehabilitative and well uh, educational and informative. Uh, and I think of like another episode we can do at another time. Uh, we could just talk about the prison system oh, in our, in our the four income prison system yeah, really uh, yeah i know right yeah uh there's a there's a guy i follow by the way um i do i follow him yeah and he does reels uh you can find him on facebook yeah, if you go reels down. are artwork yeah when done right um, so he spent 19 years in prison i think he went to prison oh wow when he was 18 years old um for what may i ask and he so it took me about 20 reels because he does a lot of educational, but what? What did goes he go to on. jail for? So he said, um, him and his friends did. Uh, they bro- They did breaking and entering. Oh, yeah, they, okay. They didn't know somebody was home. So then so it's, it's a home invasion. Yeah. So yeah. then it becomes home invasion. But then right after that, they killed him. <laughs> uh, no, 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 no. Um, but he uh, he was trying to. Uh, there was something involving a drug deal between him and two people, and then he pulled out his gun and he shot them. He didn't kill them. But it that was all, do it. all of that was involved in one thing. Yeah. And so he finally, after 20 like reels, he, he talked about that. And I, I commend him for it. But he talks about like uh, what it's like in the prison. But he talks about like the culture, the, the way people interact with one another. And one thing I found fantastic is he said his uh, his his like profit, like cellmate. Yeah. The one who he like said, like, wow, he gave me the best advice I could have as a growing as a growing young man. 
was a serial killer. I don't, it doesn't surprise <laughs> me. <laughs> like, you know, We've worked like, with them. Just because yeah. people are sick doesn't mean they don't have shit to give. I hate yep. to say it. Yeah, no, you're right. I hate to. Yep. Um, like for example, if this thing, if, if our podcast really takes off, I would love, not if, when I, I would love to get him to have a conversation with him on the, on the podcast. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm, I gotta say, I'm like fiending and I know we have to earn it and I know it's going to take a while, but I'm fiending for us to have some interesting guests. I think it's going to yes. be really, really yep. cool. And I think that even from my interviewing before, cause I've interviewed, you know that, I mean, I mm-hmm. interviewed the last surviving heaven's gate member. It's one of my favorite moments as a journalist, <sighs> you know, it was, we could talk about that too. Yeah. I'd love to get into that, but, um, but my point is, is like I think you and I would know ways to frame questions differently and ask questions that people don't ask. Yeah, I agree. You know, and I think that's I what the world needs because if you watch your average interview now with people, they, I'm sorry, it's man, combative. Like, and, and more than that, it's everyone asks the same shit of everyone. Yep. Like, and I just think that the same bullshit questions are yep. asked, uh, and when they're not done like that, it's combative because they want to go going viral. For something they yep. want to go viral. And they're, and they're looking for a clip that'll yep. exactly. Yeah. Like, like in all honesty, I mean, R Kelly is a horrible human being, Damn. but, but you know that the whole point of that question line of questioning was to, was get to that get, reaction, get that reaction. Yeah. Yep. Y'all treat me like I'm a criminal. You're like, you're a yeah. horrible man. So yeah, stop treating what you're you doing. The exact way you should be. Yeah. Treated. And that's Gail King. And a lot of those journalists know how to do that really pointed shit, yep. you know, but also like. Just light him on fire next time. Yeah. Don't ask him questions. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? You know? All right. So I, I think we, again, once again, as always, we cover a lot of good ground. Um, and we got some more topics we can talk about uh, on the next time. Oh, and, hold on. Yeah. Someone's at the door. Yeah, I don't mean to keep bothering you guys, but uh, could you get out of here? Oh, you pesky custodian. That guy. <laughs> hey. Hey. Oh, you're very welcome. All right. And as always, everybody, this odyssey has come to a conclusion, but we look forward to uh, touching base with you again next time. Thank you for tolerating us. Yes. We appreciate you. Take care, everybody.